he was a favorite employee of Jabba. Jabba liked him. So Jabba he, was he like, had, this guy's he cool. Had a, he had all the uh, employee of the month photos on the fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. twelve months in a row. Would he sidle? <laughs> he'd sidle up to Jabba, and Jabba would say, "That'll do, pig." This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Yachts get. You yell that when you win a game. Yachts get. Yachts get. Then why are you doing this one for? Because I want to. Okay. <laughs> well, I read. It's, it sounded like he was going to have a real answer. Why are you doing yeah. this? And he goes, well, because I you want see. to. Well, Yaxgit appears in Empire Strikes Back, and then I read that his mask appears in Return of the Jedi. And so does he. What? It's him, too? It's still him? The story goes that Yaxgit is in both movies. Okay. He changes. You know, in Star Wars, you can change your career. You You don't have to be just one thing. Okay. I know all the planets are just one thing, but the people can be different. It's his second act. Yeah. Yeah, he's J Lo. J Lo, the second act is a remake of uh, of, of his story. <laughs> yeah, second act, the story of Yaxkit. Who's got the better ass, Yaxkit or J Lo? He's got he's got a nice dumper. Yeah, <laughs> I know who this is because way back years and years ago, when I did one of those first Facebook tournaments where you know we had the characters battle and. The, the Facebook people voted. He was in one of those tournaments. Yeah, it was like oh, the that's first. Right, yeah, yeah, it was like the first obscure character face-off, and I came up. I, I found sixty-four characters, and we did it March Madness style. He was About round one. You know, I don't remember. I mean, it was that was like a long time ago, but I remember him being in it because I I wanted to pick at least a representative from each species, and he was the Ugnot. Representative, oh, and a fine representative he is. <laughs> well, my name is. Let's see who will guess this theme first. Ready? My name is Doctor Chrisius Strange Pork. <laughs> Strange Pork. Mm-hmm. Strange Pork. I am also joined by Captain Link. Dave Throb. Oh, I know what you... Are I, these I the pigs in space? Pigs they, they are, in Dave. space! Yeah. There you are. And first mate Timmy. Rather than first mate Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what she was in Pigs in Space? She was the first mate? Mm, uh, she'd be my first mate. <laughs> I guess so. Like, I mean, it's a shame. Matt, of all, Matt would know more about any of these three than... We would, no, you know, he's a huge yes, he Muppet would. fan as he is. Were you attracted to Miss Piggy? Ever? Yes. Yes. I would say yeah. A when bit. she had the long, flowy hair, yeah. Kind of like when Bugs Bunny would dress as a girl. Yeah, because yeah, he, he reminded me, like, he had he had the looks and he had the sense of humor. 
You know, Miss Piggy always reminds me of, and I don't know if it, I could have even I think been you told me this. Hot lips. I, she reminds me of Loretta Swit mm-hmm. from okay. Mash. She yeah. had the attitude, the voice, and just like constant like intimidation. I, they I, were both pigs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yaks get. All right. Well, Yaks get. He was a male ugnot. And uh, he his homeworld was Besman, so I'm assuming he was born on Besman. I don't know if Besman is the home planet of the Ugnot or not. Uh, I probably could have looked that up, but um, he's uh, he he worked there as a security systems technician on Besman okay. in Cloud City. But he had a side gig where he illegally sold Tibana gas to arms dealers and gun runners. On the black market. Damn. So yeah, he was he was uh, he had a legit job, you know, for you know health insurance and benefits and all that kind of stuff. A five hundred one k. But he also had uh, this 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 illegal side side business, <clears throat> and uh, so but that's where he made the bulk of his money was yeah. as selling Tibana gas, and he hated he hated his level. He hated being just a lowly ugnot uh, in Cloud City because, like, th- that's like those are like the janitors. That's like the working class. Those are the guys that you know slept in the lower levels and nobody really talked to them. They wouldn't look him in the eye or anything like that. Um, so he he took all he took his fortune that he made selling uh, Tibana gas and actually like started to live the the, the nice life on Bespin. On Bestman, yeah. So he uh, he used his money. He bought himself a really nice, like upper level apartment. Mm-hmm. Condo. And he, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he had he had a really nice condo. He didn't he didn't like to hang out with other Ugnots. Mm. So he he <laughs> he considered himself like upper crust. Hmm. So he didn't he didn't he didn't go down to their level, but he did. He did still work with them, but he wasn't. He didn't consider himself one of them. And at the end of the day, we go back to his deluxe apartment in the sky, in the sky. Yeah. and not invite any of the other ones. Uh, that's a yeah. little douchey, Yaxkit. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he really was an elitist. He was one of those guys that that uh, had the money and thought that uh, that that money made the man. Um, but. But as I said, he did. He did still work with uh, the Ugnots, and we actually see him in Empire Strikes Back, walking with two other Ugnots. There's that. There's that scene where the three Ugnots are walking down the hallway. They're like going to work or on the lunch. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. They're they're all carrying their little lunch boxes, and and he's he's one of the three. Huh. The little white so, lunch box. <laughs> yeah, my suitcase. So he's uh, he, he's one of those guys, and that's and that's the scene I, where I think uh, I think they're Han and and Leia. I think that's when they're about to get go into the to dinner with 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 Vader. I think that was I think that's the scene where they're walking down the hallway and then they turn in. I just made a deal that will uh, you know secures from the Empire for years to come. Mm-hmm. That scene. All right, so this is good. I can't believe we haven't done this character before though because. He's in, at least in the movie. We're getting yeah. to the point where the people we're doing aren't even in the movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. This is good. Yeah. Um, well, 
you know, he, he was, he was there and there's a lot of different stories that go around. It all depends on whose story you read. There are some, there are some stories that put him in the, uh, carbon freezing chamber. He's one, like some, some think that he's one of the Ugnaughts that are there in the carbon freezing chamber with, with Luke or with Han. But his story doesn't really match up with that. I don't, I, he's a, he's a security technician, so he wouldn't really be in there. Well, um, I don't want to sound racist or anything, but the Ognots, a lot of them do look alike, so you can't really tell. <laughs> to you the untrained I mean? eye. To right, the untrained right, eye. right. They're like the, uh, the Jawas and the, the one thing that you could use its own part yeah, is uh, height. Like, they seem to be of varying heights. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he he was he was there he was there when when the empire came in and um and he he stuck around for a little while after lando left and everybody was uh was was taken away and he kind of saw where things were heading he was he he he, he stuck around there on besman he couldn't really do his arms dealing because the empire had put a clamp down on everything they were the, they were everywhere uh watching everybody um, so the one thing that he was able to do while he was there was to sell information. And there were some, uh, rebel agents that would, that made their way to Besman and he was able to sell them information about the, the goings on that the empire was, was, uh, was doing there at cloud city. Hmm. So he was, he was kind of like, he was their deep throat. He's an opportunist. He is. Is it, and any of these things that you guys watch or read or anything, the cartoons, all that stuff, has there ever been any other established settlement on Bespin other than Cloud City? Because you think of, they show the planet, it's this giant gaseous planet with no real land, right? Mm, and right. You, there's, of, on that whole planet, like, are we supposed to believe there's only one city? Are there Are there other times that you see other cities that I don't remember any other cities in cartoons. It's always that one. They always, they always show Cloud City because that's what everyone fucking knows. Yeah, I don't know if <clears throat> there are other cities. I would think there would be on a on a planet like that with uh, where the whole planet is basically Tibana gas. Mm. You would think that there would be more than one uh, center, right? Oh, no, no. Oh wait. Numerous mining operations, including Cloud City and Tybanopolis. <laughs> You're kidding, right? <laughs> no, Tybanopolis. <laughs> we gotta do a thing on that. Tybanopolis. There's oh that. There's God. at least two. There's at least two cities. That's funny. And uh, it's mentioned in it's mentioned in a, in a bunch of books. All right. Well, you answered. My question. So thank you. There it is. Tybanopolis is another city. Uh, uh, I, I'm assuming it's a floating city. City was constructed in close orbit. Yeah. Huh. Um, so as a as an informant as a an informant to the rebels, he was able to get enough money to buy himself passage off of Besman to get the get the hell out of Dodge. He realizes the Empire is in charge. He's not going to be able to live the lifestyle that he's accustomed to. So he eventually finds himself uh, in on Tatooine where he gets a job with uh, 
gaining employment at Jabba at Jabba's palace. Well, that's that sounds obvious. Though. He just he would just like blend in with his fucking crew, you know. Yeah, none of them are good looking, so he fits fits <laughs> right in. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he he basically gained employment as a security tech. Um, it's the, uh, kind of the same job he was doing in Besman. He was he was doing it at Jabba's palace, but also on the DL, he was keeping tabs on a couple guys uh, for a buddy of his, Hermie Oodle. Oh, okay. He was he was uh, he was spying on Pote Snitkin <laughs> and Wam Lufba. Which one's uh, that? Because that's the that's the Jayauza. That's not Jayauza. Oh. The original Jayauza oh. basically was the thing that was leaning up against the wall and never moved. That's the one that uh, Tim V. Coven, I think, did one of the backstories for. Yeah, and I saw I saw his backstory. At some point, I'm going to do Wam Lufba because it's it's. Just long enough to make an episode. That's not a very long, not very, not a very long story, but it's just enough to make an episode. It's good um, to hear these old names again, really, because we're we're getting to the point, like I said, where we're really getting out of my realm of of, of what I know about Star Wars. So when you get one like this and you start hearing those those names that that we've done in the past or that have come up a lot in episodes, it, it's good. Yeah, that's 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 one of the reasons I like this one because I was like, oh, okay, this one's this one's old school. Um, so yeah, he he kept on those and and uh, both both uh, Postnikin and Wamlipa were uh, uh, competition as far as like gun rotting in the outer rim from uh, Hermie Oodle. Now he he worked at Jabba's for about a year, and while he was there, he pretty much kept his nose clean and. He was a favorite employee of Jabba. Jabba liked him. So Jabba he had, was like, he had, this guy's he cool. Had a, he had all the uh, employee of the month photos on the fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 12 months in a row. <laughs> yeah. Would he sidle, he'd sidle up to Jabba and Jabba would say, that'll do, pig. <laughs> that'll do, pig. <laughs> then Dax Shepard and Jessica Simpson got hired on and, and it, just, uh, it was a madcap movie <laughs> after that. Well, Jabba liked him so much, like, Jabba would bring him, would would give him passage, like, whenever they would go out, like, on the sail barge. So, like, when they were, like, do pleasure cruises, he'd be like, yeah, come along. So he was, he he, he got the benefits of, uh, of, of being, uh, being Jabba's, Jabba's favorite. And, um, and he was one of the few, maybe the only one that wasn't trying to kill Jabba the Hutt <laughs> in the entire, in the entire uh, court. Well, he he eventually found himself on the sail barge when they went out to watch the execution of Luke Han and Chewie, mm. and uh, he was there when when shit hit the fan. Yeah. So all all of a sudden everything goes crazy. He's not a fighter. He may he may uh, right. He, he, well, he might he might be. He had that he had that bachelor pad. So he was he was snogging on something up there. Snogging. <laughs> so he uh, when. When the battle started, he's not a fighter, so he jumped behind a bar and was hiding there for the majority of the gunfights. I can see him on. like drinking, like like the Indian, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, when someone shoots like a the whiskey a bottle of whiskey or something, and he's drinking it from fucking below, you like, know, like Marion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he he's back there hiding, but he does he, he does witness his boss get killed. He sees princess leia get killed 
And this is when he decides to grow a pair. Hmm. He's like, he gets up enough, gets up enough, uh, whatever to grab a gun. And his, his goal is he's going to kill princess Leia. That would have been a better death than what happened to her. And later on. Yeah. I would have preferred to see this story. <laughs> uh, I mean, we don't, we don't know how she dies yet. In uh, no, this in, is true. In, in this one. True. So we, we can, but I mean, maybe, maybe we do see, maybe, maybe this story is not right. And maybe we do see like a 90 year old, uh, Yugzit or whatever his name is, uh, go up and, and, and kill her. But <laughs> according to this story, he doesn't, he doesn't get the chance. Years He's later. following her. What, what's it? Years later, he's just following her for you know, he's a, 40, yeah, 50 he's years. He's a, Yoxit has been following her for the past 40 years. He uh, he doesn't get the chance because before he can like draw a beat on her and shoot her, um, Luke shoots the 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 katana with the, the deck gun, blows it up, and he, he goes with it. He dies. He actually does die. Aww. He's not one of those ones that survives. He dies in the explosion. End of story. He went wee wee wee. Yeah, wee 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 yeah. wee wee. Extra all the way to <laughs> extra crispy bacon. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I have some behind the scenes information. As as we said, it does appear in both Empire and Jedi. Uh. And in Empire, he was played by uh, someone named Hazel Allen. Uh, but it's unknown who plays him in Return of the Jedi. I don't know if Hazel Allen came back. Hazel Allen does shows in england like i've seen i've seen this person's name pop up on on like different shows in england so this person does do autographs shows just not in the united states come on hazel um <laughs> now the uh the mask it's the same mask between the one in uh empire and the one in jedi it's just different outfits so i'm assuming that when they re recycled this mask for Return of the Jedi, the intention wasn't to be that this was the same character. It was just, well, we got this thing sitting over here. We got to make the uh, we got to fill this up with aliens. So let's just use this mask that's sitting over here, which mm. I think is awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish. I mean, I know, I know. It's been it, it was over thirty years, and most of those masks had deteriorated and they were Falling unusable. Apart. But I, I, I wish in the newer movies, even the even the the one offs, they would bring back some of these recognizable. Aliens. I think. I think that's that's one of my that's one of my biggest issues with the movie. As aside from story issues, why do people? Uh, a lot of people complain when I, wasn't the Jedi like the special editions or something where they threw in um, a Saboba creature. Like, am, I, am I thinking it right? Like, wasn't didn't they put in the prequel characters and the the old classic movies? There was a Saboba in something. Yeah, he's walking past like. In some cantina or something, there's like some boba character. Yeah, it, it might have been in. It, it might have added into Star Wars or Jedi. Yeah, and and people were upset and all that they did that. But but you you wish they did, they they did that for these new movies. I, I I would like to have a cohesive set of aliens. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't each movie you don't need to create a whole new set of aliens. I agree. Throw throw you know sixty forty. You know, did that bother you in the Force Awakens when the whole whatever they were at? Just uh, about everybody in the Force Awakens was, was a new alien. There were new. very few. Yeah. There were very few uh, repeats, and same with uh, Last Jedi. Very few repeats. It was just like 
You know, I, I, I would like to see those guys in the background. That's just me. I agree. It would be cool, too, if it was the same exact thing. Because you know people have these. They're either in a museum or somebody owns it in their private collection. And maybe it needs a little bit of work to be refurbished to be on screen. But it would be cool, a cool thread through it. So, like, not only is it a character or a species from the originals, but that's the one from 1980. Like, and nowadays, though, they can make that shit. They can go back yeah. in time and look at it and make it just fucking like it, you know? Yeah. They could. Because one of, I know one of the things, and I'm glad he's in it, and I like, um, um, who, who is Nine Numb? Real cool Mike guy. Qu- Mike Quinn? Mike Quinn. I yeah. like him a lot, and he's super friendly, and he's talked to us on this show. Um, but one of my problems with Nine Numb in those things is that it doesn't look the same anymore because that was a puppet in 1983 and now it's him in a suit and the head is enormous because you got to get a he's it looks like this gigantic football head he does have this (laughs) giant it looks baby silly yeah it looks exactly like something that someone would wear in a theme park it looks mm-hmm. like the characters are dressed up to get their pictures taken with kids and uh had it looked that way from the beginning we wouldn't we wouldn't notice we would just think it's cool but that's not the way it looked in 1983 he had a tiny little head because it was a puppet it needed to fit a, a person's hand in it not a person's head hands <laughs> more than a yeah, head yeah You're so right. it just looks i think he looked i think it looks dumb it looks, it, it looks out of place it needs to be cons- more consistent Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I th- I think I and I think uh, yeah maybe maybe that'll be something that they address in future movies. But I I'm I'm not holding my breath on that one. Um, now you said you said using the same mask. Unfortunately, this one, um, since it was made out of latex, it deteriorated over the years. And this was a this was a pretty uh, pretty well well known um, restoration job that uh, Tom's. Tom Spina put together and Tom Spina is uh, a guy who specializes in making props, prop, prop replicas. And he does a lot of restoration work on old props that are falling apart. And I remember going to a panel at one of the celebrations where he went over the things that he did to actually redo this particular mask, how they had, the mask was like brittle. It was all falling apart. And he kind of had to, he sort of had to actually like re rebuild, recast certain aspects of it, blend it with the old stuff. And I don't, I don't know what he did to keep the brittle stuff from completely deteriorating, but he was able to re uh, refurbish this entire costume. And now it's, I don't know who, I don't know if it's in a private collection. Someone said that, um, Billy D. Williams took a lot of these costumes when he left. What? Yeah, like like I I had heard that Billy D. has a bunch of these masks that he was able to just like, hey, you're not going to use that. This is the last movie. Can I have that? They're like, yeah. What? So supposedly Billy D. Williams has several of these <laughs> these old costumes in his in his uh, possession. I this bet, might have been I one of them. Corey know. D. Williams put this shit on and ran around the house in it. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I think that's all I got. Let me double check and see if I missed anything. I hear his oh, notes. Um, the uh, the last the last little thing is his story was partially um, 
partially written by Leland Shee, our buddy Leland Shee. No. So, so some of the some of this story came from the mind of Chi. And um in and and one last thing. He has never had an official action figure. There's a lot of customs out there. What all the ones online are, are not a real one? There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of customs out there, but uh, as far as I can tell, there are no official action figures for him. But huh. if you have an, an Ugnot figure and want to name it Yaxkit, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. you just right. take the Ugnot head and put it on the Snaggletooth body, the little Snaggletooth body, and you're all you're all set. Because yeah, all these online, I'm thinking there's the real, but these are all custom handmade yeah. ones. Wow! Yeah, you can you, the basically it's, they're using that that uh, yeah that Snaggletooth body uh, from the Power of the Force two line and making a making a figure for him. Well, there's there's some photos here of I guess um, on the set where he's like sitting down or laying down a little bit. He looks looks drunk off his ass. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Well, there's that. There's that famous photo of of a bunch of Jabba's. Mm-hmm. Uh, denizens where there's a white background and Bib Fortuna's in it. Yeah, and he's like he's like laying down in the front, like, hey everybody. Yeah, he's like he's he's doing his um Jeff Goldblum laying down in Jurassic yeah. Park. <laughs> <laughs> With the chest hanging out. <laughs> With yeah. the chest hair hanging out and everything. Yeah. That's funny. What's well, that was that was a good episode, man, on Yacht's Git. Yeah, Yacht's Git. Getting getting back to some old school characters. It was good. I like it. Was it. Good. I think I'm going to go back to the Trivial trivia Pursuit cards for a question. How's that sound? <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Alright. Characters. Who called the Falcon a piece of junk? Luke. Hey, everybody. What a piece <laughs> of junk. <laughs> Correct. Sounded a little like my, my Michael J. Fox. <laughs> it did, actually. <laughs> what are we doing here, Sarge? <laughs> um... What speed can the Falcon make above light speed? Ooh. He says, like, she can make point... I'm going to say point six. Oh. Point five. Point five. Damn it. That was... I would have never even You're guessed You're close. That. You were only one point off. <laughs> <laughs> I was one-tenth off. <laughs> Who was the first character to board the Falcon during the evacuation of Hoth? Evacuation of Hoth. It was the first person, the first character Chew. to... Chewie, because Chewie always has to go in and get everything ready. Yeah. He does, he does, he does, and you're right. What was the number of the docking bay where the Falcon was birthed in Moss Island? 94. Who claimed to hate space travel? C-3PO. What items of questionable taste hung from the ceiling <clears throat> of the Falcon's cockpit? Are you kidding me? No, come on, this this dice thing just just yeah. it just reminds me of Solo now. What you don't like like the dice hanging from the Falcon? It's not that. It's that it's that he him and his dice in Solo was like Bruce Willis with the watch in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it didn't mean anything, but he had to have it kind of the thing. The entire movie, there it stood up his ass. Yeah. Dave, I'll be damned got, if they were going to get it from me. <laughs> you got five out of six. <laughs> I, I never. I, I would always hear about these dice in the Falcon. I never once saw them in the movie. I never saw the dice in the original movies. And 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 in Solo, it turned. It was the, yeah. It was this huge thing. And I was. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't quite get it. Like if if Han like 
did something in one of the three movies where he grabs and kisses him or something, I would get it. But yeah, there's just there's just props there, and in in this one, it, yeah, it becomes like a plot point. But yeah, not that now there's anything wrong with Solo because I do very much enjoy right, the movie. It's on. It's on Netflix. On did, Netflix now. Didn't you get a pair of those dice or something? I did. We uh, went to the to the promenades and we something happened. We tried to buy tickets or something wasn't working or they they, they weren't on sale yet and something happened. And I was like, well, fuck this. So I I went and complained about whatever was wrong. And he was like, you know, here's some here's some free tickets, some free passes. I said, I'm so sorry, blah blah blah. And I said, "Hey, do you, do you still have those those dice?" Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and he went and got gave me, I think, three pair of dice. Hey, three, three. It was one for I think me, me, Kellen Luke, I think. And what do you have them hanging from your mirror? I still have Luke has one in his in his room. I have I don't have we only have one car, <laughs> so I don't have mine hanging in on any mirror yet. I'm waiting for my vehicle, so I will hang them from my vehicle. And, and I will pick you up, and you will go take those fucking dice down. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I like those dice. No, I, I, I always, I, I think it's cool. Was, was fuzzy dice a thing prior to the eighties? Wasn't that a joke from American Graffiti? They always said that because uh, Harrison was in that. Yeah, people used to hang. Guy. People used to. I remember being little, and people would hang fuzzy dice from their mirror. Fuzzy dice. Yeah, those big ones. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, it just it's before my time. The people hanging regular dice. I have a pair of, of Death Stars uh, balls hanging from from Cal's car mirror. You got that at a, from Think celebration. Geek, didn't you? Yeah, it was well, a celebration? One of the celebrations, and I had had, had an exclusive. You don't have them hanging from the back of your car, so the person driving behind you. Yeah. I hate those those, those 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 people. Their testicles. That is, yeah. I hate that when people do that. What is the point of that? I don't get it either. I, I don't like it when it's the realistic truck nuts, but I like. I, I think it's kind of funny when it's the actual like nut nut, yeah, uh, like the round things. Yeah. Rather than the, rather than the baggy, realistic ball yeah. sack, I think I think that's. I mean, I'm no prude, but I think that's kind of in poor taste. But yeah, if you're gonna put like truck nuts, put you know actual like mechanical nuts on there. Well, you heard it here first, folks. He doesn't yeah. want to see real nuts. He wants to see fake nuts. All right. I, I would rather see fake nuts, uh, truck nuts, fake truck nuts, rather than realistic-looking human nuts on the back of a truck. I think that's stupid. I think Tim has uh, some kind of Vietnam flashback of, of nuts. I think he doesn't like seeing them anymore. I don't need to see human nuts on the back of your uh, Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Your turn. Um, who does Jabba tell there will be no bargain? I love these classic questions. Uh, that will be Luke Skywalker. Correct. How many times did Luke Sky, uh, did Luke ignite his lightsaber during his duel with Vader on the second Death Star? Do we have this one? Oh, here? Jeez, I yeah, feel like we, we had this one, but we just did. had this one. Because he keeps turning off. I will not fight you. Then he fights, fights. I will not fight you. Then he fights, fights, fights. I will not fight you. Take another card, then. Yeah, I think that one's time for my idea. I say three times. That card's done, Tim. I mentioned another card. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Uh, What prevents atmosphere in a hangar bay from escaping into space? Force field. Mm, Magnetic field. I would not give you that. The force is magnetic. 
That is true. That's not what's on the card. Moops. What did the Falcons crew do after leaving Tatooine, according to Han's falsified logs? That's a good one. Oh, he does. He He's very specific about this. What Shit. did the Falcons crew do after leaving Tatooine, according to Han's falsified logs? I, I do not know this answer, but I know that they do specifically say this in Star Wars. I don't know Dave? the answer. Did Dave know? Are you there? <laughs> I think Dave went to the bathroom. Wait, what was the question? What was it again? Uh, what did the Falcons crew do after leaving Tatooine, according to Han's falsified logs? I don't remember. Abandoned ship. Uh, okay. That's a good question. But they would, it but, is a good question. It's a good question, but now that we've seen Solo, the escape pod is this notably does, this missing. This doesn't have Solo up to date. What planet did the Death Star orbit to get a clear shot of the Rebel base? Yavin. All right, two questions. Who locked in the auxiliary power when the Falcon was caught by the Death Star's tractor beam? That's one of two, but I'm going to say Chewbacca. You were correct. How many seats graced the Falcon's cockpit? Four. You were correct, Tim. You got four out of six. Dave's winning. All right, this is me now. How many? Dave got five out of six, right? Yeah, Dave got five out of six. So I got to get perfect one, which never happens. All right. Who's closed? Does C-3PO wonder how they'll ever be able to dry out on Hoth? What? Who's closed? Does C-3PO wonder how they'll ever be able to dry out on Hoth? I have no idea. This is this is stated in the movie. Yeah. He says that someone's clothes are wet. Yep. Yep. It's like it's like one of the first things he says in the in the movie. Who the hell cares about wet clothes? You would care. Especially if it's cold. Yeah. I will say I don't know. I will say I'll say Leia's. Yep, I don't remember that scene at all. (laughs) What does he say? He's they're they're walking down the hall and C-3PO's bitching at, C- at R2-D2 for putting the heater on in in her room because she said it was cold. Or someone said it was cold. Jesus and uh, and he was like, it's supposed to be cold. It's an ice... We're in an ice fort. Yeah. And, the, and it, it melted the interior of her room. Oh my god. Okay. But it was it was all off screen. I've seen it every time. What devices were installed in the Rebel base on Hoth for warmth? Truck nuts. I'm gonna say, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking a heater. What devices were installed in the Rebel Debate? Oh, thermal heaters. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Heaters, yeah. <laughs> All right. That that counts. Um, who did R2D? Yeah, R2D. Who did R2D2 claim to be the property of on Tatooine? Everyone can owe me that. That means, uh, yeah. Kamasubi What was the code name of the Rebel Base on Hoth? Echo Base. That's easy. Because the answer is hard. Echo Base. Um, who was Archie D2 hoping to find when he set off alone into the Tatooine Desert? Oh my god, Ewan Kenobi. Himself. Oh. I got five for five. Okay. Last one. Who, oh my god. What actor played Archie D2? I'm going to say Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah, he should have been. Damn it. Kenny Baker. Dave, did you hear? 
That was awesome. What? Billy Zane. Oh, yeah. He's going to be playing Marlon Brando in some movie. No way. Yeah. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's not just like some like Lifetime movie. I'm I hoping say, it's like a big, yeah. big production. It's going to be a movie that's going to go nowhere near theaters and hit yeah. voodoo on demand, whatever it's I don't called. know. That's cool. Billy He'll, Zane has had, in 2018, had two movies that actually made it to regular movie theaters. Yeah, and one's the biggest bomb of the fucking year. <laughs> What's that? Holmes and Watson. He has a. Uh-huh. He plays himself. He does. Holmes and Watson going on to the Titanic. And, <laughs> no uh, way. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Samson, which is on Netflix now, is uh, was another one that he was in where he plays uh, uh, one of the, the kings. He looks exactly like Marlon Brando did when he was young. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, always thought that when, like, in, in Streetcar Named Desire and, and, and The Wild. Stella. Stella. And, mm, Stella. <laughs> and The Wild One. Like, he looks, he looks like Marlon Brando. And then when he got bald, he looks yeah. like he did in Apocalypse Now. Like, mm-hmm. that, get the butter. The shaved head. Tim's gonna, if he fucking like makes a movie that's really like out there, like, you know, like in theaters and critics love it, and, you know, next next Golden Globes and Oscar Zane gets nominated, Tim's gonna fucking explode. It is the new Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> Countdown to whatever this movie is, we'll just call it Daddy's Home 3 until it has an official title. <laughs> Marlon Brando Zane, whatever we call it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Billy Zane as Brando. I, I would watch that. If they if they show Billy yeah. Zane as Jor-El, can you imagine? I, I think I might explode then. Uh, my only begotten son, I give you Earth. Uh, you think I'll call it Krypton? There's Krypton. The planet Krypton. <laughs> yeah, I won't Billy say Zane. Krypton because everybody else does. I say Krypton. I hope I hope to go to a convention that Billy Zane is at, uh, but I don't think I'd want to get an autograph. I think I think I would actually pay the money for the photo instead of the autograph. Yeah, I mean, other conventions. I mean, he does a lot now. You 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 got to get a fucking photo with him. Yeah, I think I I, I have his autograph on on a few things. I already have those. Um, I've on Demon Knight his his finest moment. If I was you, hold do down, you still, hold down, down, motherfucker. <laughs> do you, do you still have the um, Phantom Ring? Slam I don't. Evil. I have don't. mine. You, 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 welcome to it if you ever meet a, him. That was a wedding gift, Dave. Well, I'm saying you can take it with you and slam no. evil with I will him. Slam like in the photo, you gotta be slamming evil with fucking Zane, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for. Uh, you can incorporate a little piece of all of his familiar roles into one big cosplay. <laughs> like it could be the cowboy hat from Demon Knight. Um, I, I don't know, like the the like a while wearing a tuxedo and the slam evil ring, and I don't even know what else he's in. And a, and a really long gun for sniper. And the little phantom mask. With the tuxedo yeah. on and the, the little, hat. What are the, the little domino mask that he wears? Or a little ice cube for Titanic. Or the Call- Callahan Harkley. Yeah. Oh, Billy, but, um, Tombstone, too. You, oh, shit. Yes. Oh, St. Crispin's Day. Yeah. And then you could hire. It's so beautiful. I would. <laughs> it's just I would say. have. You... If, I, if I could somehow get. Uh, Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley to hold. <laughs> 
<laughs> to hold Billy Zane's corpse. I was just going to say that. And be standing behind. Uh, you could certainly get Jason Priestley to do that. Because be I can give you $5. Will you come and take this picture with me? I love the scene in Tombstone when he's walking that when they're, they're, they see him in the street. And they say hi to him, and he's like, don't you say hi to me. Yeah, yeah. They're my friends, and you were mean to me. Don't say hi to me. I'm going to walk the other side of the street. <laughs> Tombstone. I, that's been on a lot lately, and, and Luke and I have been watching on some cable channel. Yeah, we're always watching, watching that scene. Tombstone's a movie that I loved, and then for some inexplicable reason, I started hating and I'm back to like thinking that seriously is one of one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes, it's fantastic. It would be I, I would probably put Tombstone in my top 100. Well, that's not that much of a distinction, is it? Top 100. No, I mean, considering how many movies I've I've seen over the years. Yeah, but you see everything, and most of it's shit. <laughs> you see Holmes yeah. and Watson. Yeah, but Holmes and Watson would not be in the top 100. Would it be in the top 900? Probably not. <laughs> That's funny. You've seen 900 <laughs> movies better than that movie? I'm sure I have. Over the years. Said Christmas Day. <laughs> well, Tim, thank you very much for telling us about this little piggy named Yacht's Git. He did not go to market. Um, he, did, he did get cooked. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goody beep. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information.